0: folks welcome back to what's train wreck watching and it is wednesday and unless you've been living on an outer rim planet you know we are breaking down obi-wan kenobi on disney plus our favorite jedi so let's get our favorite panel in here of course we've got your friend my friend our friend jake and the expert the resident uh wikipedia master michael partham (laughs) Gents, typically I bring us in here, I ask us how we enjoyed this week's episode. I want to ask you something first. Did either of you see or hear any rumors going into this week's episode?
1: Not a one. Nope.
0: Okay, because I did see some a couple days ago that there were going to be some Clone Wars flashbacks. So I want to start off the discussion uh, just talking about that as the opening couple scenes and some parallels there of this week's episode, episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We get Obi uh, rescued, obviously, from his very dangerous fire situation. Um, And he is in the back to tank. And I was expecting that this would be when we were going to get him. Uh, Again, people talking about Clone Wars flashbacks. I was getting ready for Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor back, you know, fresh off Geonosis, right, to lay down the smackdown on some General Grievous and some troops. Uh, We didn't end up getting that. But with that said, I thought the opening sequence, and the overall
2: episode took us on a nice ride, uh, Jake. Yeah, it was. It's still the the interesting thing to me about that first part is still just how strong their connection is, even ten years later. Because they've they've kind of hinted at that throughout this whole series, like that they whether Obi knew it or not, they've still been super connected through there. He he obviously didn't know it. I mean, he just found this out, this information out a couple months, a couple weeks ago. However long this timeline's been, so seeing that force connection. Um, is still the most interesting to me and still i feel like there's something significant that's going to happen because of it um even i guess more significant than what we got in this episode and everything else but that that connection is still very strong between those two um and i'm looking forward to see them explore that further i mean we only got two episodes left but there's still got to be another place that they can explore that well i would say
1: i'm I'm not so sure if, is it a force connection or are they both just having P- PTSD uh, flashbacks given that they just encountered each other for the first time in about 10 years and it's bringing back all these memories and now these new memories that Obi-Wan great is having question. with these quotes ringing in his head. I am what you made me and all this stuff.
2: That's a great question. Oh, Maniac, you're muted, bud.
0: I went off the rock there. I went off the grid. Uh, but yeah, I was saying he's hurt Obi Wan right now. Uh, yeah, we obviously just had the face down with Vader. We saw that Obi Wan's not quite the uh, Sprite young lad he used to be when he was hopping down from rooftops to confront General Grievous in front of like a hundred troops. With that said, yeah, we're t- she's he's talking on the ship and she says, you know, some of it is uh, mental. Some of it is like your mental well being as well Uh, for just you know so needing to recover from that experience. So we see him doing that. We see him doing that in the back to tank, obviously, and then we get a great scene where they're kind of cutting between him and Anakin, him and Vader, and they're showing, you know, their wounds in the back to tank. And then, obviously, that arm scene was uh, pretty handy, I guess you could say, if you're looking for a pun.
2: <laughs> but always but looking for a pun.
0: If I had to give this episode a title, I would say "How Ben Got His Swagger Back" because obviously yes. we saw him at his bottom uh, at the end of last episode. It's a uh, clear-cut storyline that we have here. He wakes up, the first thing that he asks is, where's Leia? We turned out that Leia is on uh, HQ Inquisitorius, which is obviously not a great spot to be. With that said, I I was a little ashamed of the no-shields just because they're so cocky, honestly.
1: Hmm. Well, they wouldn't expect the Jedi to just come, you know, waltzing down their front door, but they didn't count on, you know, Jedi being so sneaky and uh, resourceful.
0: That is true. They typically think they're what? Uh, they're their prey, right,
1: Laika? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They go looking for Jedi instead of the other way around. And they expect the Jedi to, like Obi-Wan, be cut off from the Force, you know, have thrown their lightsaber away somewhere and not exactly be the most formidable foes.
2: Well, and gives Tala, I mean, what I mean, she's just so resourceful, just so quick, quick-witted, yes. um, being able to maneuver through that situation where she's getting you know kind of scolded reprimanded like what are you doing here you're not supposed to be an officer here and just pulling out of her bag of tricks just using uh i guess i guess all you need to do to convince the empire is is you get a nice disguise and a forceful tone and you're going to be able to get where you want to go but really like just being able to pull off her super spy shit um it was really nice spotlight on her i was wondering how much more of her we were going to get going forward and and it was great to see her kind of obviously directly involved in this whole mission this whole episode
1: well that's how you get anywhere you just act like you belong you nice. wear the right uniform and maybe make it no till you little, make it uh, password press pass or whatever
0: or as they say in episode six when they're flying by the imperial blockade on, above endor fly,
1: fly casual.
0: casual let's go <laughs> um and speaking of flying casual so let's set the tone here uh obi-wan yes. obviously gets to recover uh and we finally get O'Shea jackson jr aka ice cube jr as Roken. um i thought you know honestly as far as you know because he's kind of like an artist he's obviously been in movies too i didn't think he stood out that much like he wasn't a sore thumb i, I thought he was a solid uh, character It felt like he was a member of the rebellion i would say that his flip from like the emperor or the empire took like everything from me to like all right we're going after him like was a little bit quick but but i like the character overall
2: Yeah, I was expecting a little more explanation to be needed for him to go at it, but I think that's maybe that's just showing like his how high his morality is, and just knowing like there's a ten year old girl or however old she is on that ship, and they need to go save her, and that was more than enough for him to be uh, to be there. I'm excited to see what we get from him. I'm assuming in the future weeks too, but love seeing Ice Cube Jr. um, involved in the in the Disney universe, the the Star Wars universe. Um, This was uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool thing to see the the beginnings of the rebellion still like we talked about it i think a couple weeks ago just seeing like the little spots where you can see these groups forming up and this is obviously one of those spots where where he has been in charge and that's that's essentially what that's going to turn into um you would assume so it, it was it was a nice little spot and i'm excited to see what they've got for him going forward too what about you mike
1: yeah, it was kind of a quick flip for him as far as his attitude and whether Quickest he wanted, did, ho- wanted to like help the, or not. Like, like the big
0: show turning heel. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, at first, it's it looks like most people's attitude would be towards Jedi. They know what the who the Inquisitors are, and they know they're hunting Jedi. And the Jedi essentially have a big target, a scarlet letter on them at all times. So, and you. That that's uh, reflected a little bit in uh, uh, Uncle Owen, you know, basically having wanting nothing to do with Obi-Wan and him being near Luke and whatnot, because it's just inviting trouble. But then he thinks about it for a second, and it's like, you know, my wife was one of these people, and despite the fact that I lost her, she would probably want me to help the 10-year-old girl. So I'll help Obi-Wan.
0: I looked at it a little bit of what you're both saying, that like, yeah, this is a cause of her. Also... Broken is a little broken himself. He's gotten a, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he's on this pathway or whatever's happened, but he's, you know, he's gotta find a cause for himself. Cause like you said, you know, he lost his wife looking for that source of energy. So anyways, he's gonna fuel this rescue. So Leia is on Fortress Inquisitorius, which again is kind of like a, uh, you know, what? a skyscraper in the middle of the water there, half of it's It's
1: underwater. the Legion of Doom,
2: right? It's the, the Legion, Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. <laughs>
0: the, the, now, this is, again, we, we've talked about this in Obi-Wan, and we were talking about how it happened in Rogue One. They can do things that kind of add on to the future storyline, and I think making Leia versus, like, stormtroopers, like, just shit-talking stormtroopers, like, so when she, by the time she's done this in A New Hope, like, this is basically, like, her Whatever, we'll radio. Whatever, Like, this is not even, like, could not be, but and you see the roots of that happening here, uh, whether she's just shit talking the stormtroopers or even Reva uh, kind of trying to pull a fast one on her. Uh, what did you think? I thought the again the uh, Leia actress. I, I fortunately forget her name. I know I'm blowing it again, but uh, I thought she killed again. I think it's like Vivian something. I'm looking it up now, but I thought she killed it again and continues to add that. Or Vivian Blair uh, as the Leia organic yeah. character.
2: I mean, like you said, adding into the giving us more reasons why Leia was so determined and so capable of, you know, she obviously was not was very ready to be um, to take action in A New Hope and everything else. And this is kind of giving us that little bit extra bit of lore. it's 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 been a it's been such a treat. I mean, I was just still going back to the first episode, so surprised that we were even getting it in the first place. And just now we're still like clearly she is the focus of this show. It's been the whole the whole reason why they've been on this adventure at all. It's been such a treat to just have you, her. You along. saw
0: you saw Luke in the trailers, you didn't even see Leia
2: no yeah. that's what i mean i thought we were i thought i had missed something because i like i tried i try to avoid all those spoilers and everything i was like damn did I, like everybody else know this going on and so when you told me you had and i was like okay we're on the same track here I had no idea that was happening and she's been the best part um i've seen so are we gonna talk a little bit about like what this critic there's i've seen like mixed reviews coming out of this show coming up too and her her character has been one of the things that i just don't understand it i feel like she's been a treat the whole time um maybe people just don't like smart 10 year olds or 10 year olds (laughs) that are smarter than the other characters but i feel like it tracks for what we know about her going forward
1: think back to game of thrones the end of season six and season seven who was that little girl that was a house mormont who was the oh uh, yeah leana mormont yeah yeah.
0: leana mormont
1: (laughs) yeah a little 10 year old badass i mean that who, who can't love those kinds of characters uh and i also uh Love the little uh, foreshadowing there when, a, uh who is it, uh, Reva is doing the force interrogation and Leia is very strong in resisting it. And Reva doesn't immediately detect that she's, you know, force sensitive, but she knows that she's strong enough to resist uh, force interrogation.
0: Oh, yeah. Great foreshadowing there. No doubt about it. Um, And we will get to the critical reception of this show because that is something to discuss uh, at the end of this review. And I want to see uh, your guys' thoughts on it. But we got to get into this escape plan uh no uh intention on the copyright for arnold schwarzenegger and sylvester stallone hold on what was my point here partham you called it a standard break princess leia out of an imperial facility without me knowing you're being tracked story how did you think this played out compared with a new Hope?
1: well i mean uh in A New Hope, they weren't necessarily trying to rescue the princess. They were just trying to deliver the plans to uh, Alderaan and got caught in the wrong uh, tractor beam, so to speak. And the princess just happened to be in there. And so, well, while we're here, why don't we just rec- rescue the princess? Not knowing that Vader had surmised, oh, they're here for the princess. Let's uh, let's let me make it a little easy for them and let them escape. You know, even if it seems hard to Han, it's, it was too easy for Leia because she's seen all this before. And I don't know if uh, Reva necessarily let them escape or if this was their plan B, but uh, yeah, this is definitely something. And this is something that Vader would, once he realized what Reva's plan was, oh, you can do that. You know, sometimes you can win by losing, by letting them go. You can get more out of this. Not So it's kind of like uh, when the FBI, you know, gets somebody and rather than, you know, captures them, they just let them go back to the their hey, hive what? or whatever so they can get the big fish.
2: This seems like, really, it does seem like, not to jump ahead, but it does seem like Riva's last shot coming up, too, though. Like, he's, like, as much as he's giving her credit, he's also like, listen, this this shit better work, though. You know what I'm saying? But going back to the, just the heist and everything else, it is hilarious that they keep going back mm. to the similar tropes and everything, but they, but it works. Like, it, it was, it was an exciting episode from the fact that we finally got to see, as you talk about Ben getting his swagger back, right? Like he got pushed. He was finally in a position where he didn't really have a choice. And I thought that that made it, made us remember. That he's not just this inept old man, right? Like he yes. has this resourcefulness. He has these talents that are still in there somewhere. I um, mean, I feel like it did a really that was the that was the point of this episode to me. Show us so, that he still has it. There was there was that one
1: scene where uh he's trying to sneak around. There's two two troopers that uh, Obi Wan wants to sneak around, and he does a little noise tricking, like off in the distance one way, so he can sneak back by the other, just like in A New Hope, of course. But then. Push comes to shove, and the troopers are in his face, and he goes back to twirling lightsaber prequels, Obi Wan. It and I, it, I saw, was a, I saw a take a on messed that. Up. I, I saw, that. I saw a take on that. It's like they took uh, Obi Wan from the prequels and put him into the original trilogy with stormtroopers in an empire setting. So it's like the perfect bridge from the prequels and the uh, the originals. Yes. that's
0: awesome. No, exactly. Um, and so, obviously, we're getting. By the way, a theme of this episode could have been. Two stormtroopers are absolutely incompetent. There were multiple times, whether what they were guarding Leia, whether they were walking down the hallway, whether they were doing anywhere, it was just two stormtroopers and they got absolutely taken out of nowhere. Um, by the way, hysterical scene when uh, when Bala uh, Batala um goes in for the distraction during the escape, uh, Obi Wan kind of finds himself in a situation where you know, he kind of needs a distraction. Satala so goes in and, and goes face to face with Reva. Um, And what was eyes? Oh, and basically Riva's subordinate comes in and just like finds Riva in the middle of child torture. And she's like, oh, like, sorry. This couldn't wait for your child torture. Like, and Riva had to do like, okay. Like, yeah, like, and it was just ridiculous. It just shows the empire ruthlessness craziest like obviously torturing children is a little bit over the top but they got to hammer home i mean these are the bad guys because reva and the inquisitors yeah. on, in a weird way are kind of likable am i right
2: i mean i feel for them for the pressure that they clearly have on them right and they's the the thing about the empire in general is like i'm not an empire sympathizer by any means but we've talked about it in the past couple episodes you can see why people think they're doing the right thing and why like the pr spin of it and these inquisitors whether they you know whether they're truly evil or just believe that the jedi are the were the cause of all this chaos in the universe they feel just as just they feel just as justified they feel justified in their actions whether they're right or wrong and they're I feel like there's some of them who are kind of like they just don't realize like w- the evil the evil that they know is like worse is worse than the evil that they're hunting and yeah that's that's kind of like like the they're not they're not dealing with the lesser of two evils but I feel like at least like the fifth brother specifically I feel like he's definitely de- we haven't got enough character development with him but he gives me that energy where he's like. He's not like this terrible, horrible human being. He's just trying to do his job. He's just doing his, getting his paycheck and trying to serve what he thinks is a better cause. And there's a lot of people in the galaxy that think this is the better cause. It's only 10 years out. We haven't seen all this destruction. We haven't seen Alderaan get destroyed or anything, obviously. Once those things, are those that's a bridge gone too far once you get to that point but right now it's still in that middle ground where everybody's just super unsure so that's that's like the interesting thing to me with the dynamics that are going on with everybody involved you know know, i see
1: youtube videos where you know half jokingly probably uh the empire wasn't wrong kind of like thanos wasn't wrong and whatnot listen when you're dragging innocent you know settlers and farmers through the streets and cutting off hands i think it's pretty clear who is the evil people here and who aren't
2: that's true.
0: Facts, facts, plain and simple. Um, so obviously we get our distraction, and yeah, we're winding down the ups here. This gets a little wonky because it's just—it's a classic scenario. Like it was just like in episode two uh when the alarm is ringing in the city and all the bounties are going out on uh, Obi-Wan. Right now the alarm is just blaring at Fortress Inquisitorius, and we've got trench coat Obi-Wan. Walking through with Tala and uh, Leia, you, that was pretty conspicuous.
1: Is, that was pretty you, conspicuous. He was trying to like hide how Leia how under the there.
0: Top it was. Uh, I mean, because clearly they weren't trying to like they're they're being wonky with it. Like it looked ridiculous.
1: I mean, we talk about stormtroopers being incompetent. I mean, they must be so distracted by their jobs they're not seeing that Obi Wan has four legs underneath this uh, trench coat. <laughs> I was the saying it's
0: four legs.
1: Well, they were keeping Leia like on the inside, like between them, I guess, trying to sort of hide her. But it's like, I don't know.
2: It was better. It was a better disguise than uh than whatever the earlier episode is when they when he literally changed out of his disguise into his Jedi garb. Yes. Episode, right? At least, yeah, at he, least he, it's much, much better,
0: right? <laughs> much better than when he said he needed to go undercover and literally dressed up like a Jedi.
1: Well, let's go back a second because you had the. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, mean, you got it. I mean like right like, again it just looks like it like literally just had a second body on his side
1: Hmm. But well, let, let's go back a second you had the uh graphic there about the jedi tomb that which yes. was pretty disturbing and yeah Obi-Wan how much, clearly... how hard
0: did this guy did oh. this hit for you guys because i didn't recognize them all right away but, yeah but I, once i just... looked it up
1: these might have been some people, uh characters from, like, Legends novels or some, like, uh secondary contract that we're not familiar with. There
0: was Clone Wars that had an episode yeah. with Ahsoka, uh, Tara Sinube, where okay. uh, he had a whole episode where Ahsoka lost her lightsaber and he helped her find it.
1: Okay. But that, that's kind of a deep... These are a lot of deep-cut characters, I would think. Nobody, sure. like, that just And they right were, like, weathered
0: you. and stuff, so, like, you couldn't, like, really see them. It was crazy. Hmm. But yeah, that scene, hit. Uh, Jake, did that scene hit for you or was it like a little bit lost and not recognizing him?
2: I mean, I didn't, I couldn't recognize anybody off RIP, but it was still just heavy. I mean, just putting yourself in obi Wan's shoes to walk through and he obviously, whether he knows these people personally or knows of them through the order, just of of who is coming through the order and everything, or just even if he has no idea who they are, but knowing that they're Jedi and just put throwing him back into that, trying to refocus on the mission is difficult I'm sure it was difficult for him after that, but it kind of also could give you patience, this shit, and then do what's right. Um, yeah, it was. It was. This uh, the show has been dark as hell. Like, there every episode has a really dark moment that you can point and be like, "I've never seen anything like that the Star Wars show like that's really that's a special kind of dark that they're going to." And this was definitely that one for me. Um, Obi Wan situation in that room.
1: Now the one the one thought that comes to my mind is were all these Jedi hunt. The ones that were hunted after Order sixty six is that why we don't recognize them? Because all the ones we are familiar with got off right at the end of the Clone Wars when uh, the Emperor yeah. uh, put, you know, gave the order, so to speak. Real quick
0: side quest: Which which Episode three Jedi had like the most brutal Order sixty six death?
1: Mm. I K-Fistler. I gotta go.
0: Okay, Kip this was brutal, and he was a fan favorite, no doubt about it. My vote's gotta go for. Uh, Key Monday Mundi, when they're on that bridge oh, in the snow, and he's like, true. come on, and like, they don't mm. even show him, they just show their feet, like, planting instead of running, and it's just, oh yeah. my god, it's so brutal. Yeah,
1: Aaliyah Sakura, tough. because, I mean, she just got hit mm. multiple times at point-blank range, and they just kept firing, I mean, yeah, even when she jungle? was down, they, the just, was that? they just pumped more into her, it's like, uh, I don't know.
0: Seriously, JR would have been saying, someone get out here and stop this. <laughs> um, okay, but hey, so we're winding down. Obi-Wan's shocker makes the escape. Uh, so Riva um, gets the track on it. And we see, was anybody else sweating <laughs> and tensing up a little bit with the angry Vader fast walk? <laughs>
1: I have never heard Vader talk like that in such a high, angry voice. Like, he's been angry, but he's usually just cool about it in this very uh, ominous tone. Yes, he says it but, more
0: in, like, an executive, like, who's already had time to think about it. So, like, he was just pissy and, like, curious. The yeah. other thing, I, I, people were saying he went in there straight like Vince McMahon. I got to look at that clip again. I got to see if we can overlay <laughs> that music. <laughs> I
1: don't no think
0: chance. he was that swaggy, but... <laughs> No chance, and Mustafar, you've got. But
2: that is like the uh, <laughs> that is like the that is what I'm hoping. Whenever we get Hayden to finally show up in here, that is like the Hayden influence, right? Like the spicy Anakin, just like yes. with a little Ridiculous bit more fire Anakin. in there. Yeah, yes. that was that was more of that coming out rather than the like you said the executive, which that's a like CEO Vader. It was not, well, not when, you, there when yet. you
0: see when you see Kylo Ren. As much as the sequel trilogy stunk. Like, when you see Kylo Ren in, like, Force Awakens, just, like, hammering at the console and just, like, blowing up, like, that was hysterical the first time you saw that. You're like, oh, that's what a Kid Vader would, like, act like, you
2: know? And
0: now you're kind of seeing, like, a little reckless with the personnel, like, a little, you know, out of sorts. So I I like that we're seeing it. But, yeah, great scene. I got to go rewatch just that ending scene again. Uh, Just real quick, and again, we all read our recaps and our, you know, everything to kind of get ready for this show. The one thing I saw was... What if Obi-Wan did just take Leia right back to Alderaan? Like that whole plan would just be foiled.
2: It's a great point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, didn't see that. I don't see so, I don't think Reva has a whole plan. I think It definitely you, wasn't
0: I, the plan A. It was no. definitely the plan B. <laughs>
2: yeah, the the tracker in in Lola which we I think we find out at the end there um is definitely not was definitely not what she was like counting on. There's no way that that was what she was counting on in my mind. I don't know what you thought, Mike, but there is no way in my mind.
1: In episode two, I was expecting them to just basically go back to Alderaan, but they're, you know, drawing out the Leia Leia kidnapping and, you know, uh, rescue over a couple more episodes. So I'm interested to see where they're going to go in the last two episodes. There's going to be some kind of final confrontation. And the other thing I'm still looking forward to is uh, Obi-Wan, you know, tapping into the Force and contacting Qui-Gon in some way.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And I also wonder how we end up back to Tatooine, because I feel like that's where all roads lead to Tatooine in the Star Wars universe.
1: It's funny, you mentioned Luke, earlier little Luke in the trailer and thinking that's the way we're going to go. Literally, all we've seen of Luke is what was in the trailer, and we're probably mm-hmm. not going to see much more, maybe a small glimpse at the fi- in the final episode, and... Maybe if there's a second season of Obi Wan comedy, that's where he meets Luke and gets to know him a little bit, and they go off on some other adventure not involving Darth Vader, which would be less cool. But you can't have a confrontation on tattooing because A, Vader has to know, know he's not there, not know he's there, and B, I mean, he doesn't want to even go back there because of, you know, memories and stuff.
0: And we're not talking about King Cuddy, folks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That is a Vince Watt. If he just he got the arms moving a little bit too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I gotta get the. Uh, I gotta get. We gotta get that overlaid with this, the music for sure.
2: But yeah, um,
0: solid episode. Very short episode. Um, something that I also saw noted was basically one episode in all these limited series, whether it's been Marvel or Star Wars, have been uh, a little bit you know more significantly short. This episode, I think, without the credits and intro, only timed out at about 33, 34 minutes. So. I mean, we need time out, you know, the three segments and basically yeah. Obi-Wan healing up, going on the rescue, and then completing the rescue. Yeah, the episode was over. Uh, so we have two episodes left. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about it. I mean, let's face it. It's just like wrestling, right? It's almost like when you love something so much, the criticism of it will be like more, you know, significant because you care about it, things like that. Um, I think we've all kind of enjoyed it uh, for the most part. Obi Wan. We've had our criticisms like, the Leia chase scene in episode one was ridiculous. We all agree. And the trench coat escape was a little wonky. And yeah, Obi-Wan's been like a little clueless at times, no doubt about it, but maybe that's part of the series. And again, outside of that, I've enjoyed everything else that this series has given me as a Star Wars fan. It doesn't make me feel stupid like the sequel trilogy did at times. It doesn't make me feel like these characters are worthless like the sequel trilogy did at times. So I'm just happy to see, uh, you know, like the legacy of these characters and everything around them uh, being built. So I've enjoyed, again, my point being, uh, I don't know what you guys have on that front, what you've seen on the criticism front, and what your takes are on that.
2: So my three things on the criticism that I saw that I I have not enjoyed, the one you just touched on was the Oman being inept. And that's definitely the whole point of the first three episodes, the show that he is being out of Bill. Back now. I don't understand why that was a thing one complaint about Reva being a bad villain um and not and being a bad main villain when clearly she's not the main villain of this series I've seen that all over the place like her complaining about her as the main villain yes she has the most screen time of them and everything but there we know the hand that is telling her what to do like we know that it's Vader so that's that was just wonky to me in general, and then people complain about the script and the writing and everything. I don't. know Who's coming? I'm not watching. I'm not coming for a Scorsese movie. I don't need a. I don't need some crazy dialogue in a Star Wars movie. It's been more than. It's been. It's been up to par with every other of the. I would say the prequels and the and the regular trilogy in dialogue wise. Like those three criticisms just are the ones that stuck out to me where I've seen the most, and I just don't really. I don't know. I just don't think they're as valid or it's just too nitpicky for me to actually want to criticize those things.
1: What is Corsese going to say that this isn't cinema either? I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> Probably. Uh, Probably yeah.
1: <laughs> but Besides the things you touched on, not much criticism for me. Uh, it's just wanting to get to the final confrontation. We saw a little bit of a, a Obi-Wan Vader fight tease, and it's just, you want to get to that last episode, but yeah, you have to enjoy the journey. And this was, to use a wrestling parallel, this is one of those weeks where, you know, there's a run-in or just a, a minor skirmish where you know that the, the pay-per-view is coming and you just have to, you know, wait for the payoff. Yeah,
0: I agree. There Last week, we had the DQ finish. Uh, with uh, with Obi Wan being uh, taken or the off. no contest, uh, yeah, the no contest with uh, that, and, yeah, this week was uh, cutting a back- couple of backstage promos, on yeah, each little, little pre
2: tapes, uh, some pre tapes. Well, speaking
1: of speaking of promos, uh, we got a little uh, insight into Riva as far as you know what her past was, like uh. She only said a couple of lines about it, but you can tell that there's a lot, a little more to it. And I'm still waiting for the payoff from that very first scene in the series with the Order 66 and the kids yeah. getting, uh, getting out yep. of there. She had to be one of those kids. 100.
2: That's what makes me wonder if this next episode is going to be a lot of flashbacks, like going into whatever this final conversation is going to be, because we haven't gotten a lot of, like, like we haven't seen Hayden Christensen yet in, in his full whatever garb or whatever else. I wonder if that's like, that's going to be a point where we start to see like the past for each of these important characters and what's led them to this point, because we've gotten, like you said, the bits and pieces of it, but we really want, we should get a complete picture of it before we wrap this first season up, I would assume.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, well, hey, it's setting up perfect for it. Episode five, you get Leia returning, Uh, you get some kind of bail reunion with Obi-Wan and then you get the Reva payoff you were talking about. Episode six, you fire up a Clone Wars flashback showing Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting up, you know, beside each other. You end the episode with that final confrontation where Obi-Wan re- re-exits the situation as the master. <laughs> um, so yeah, very exciting. Um again, not the greatest episode of the series, a little bit more of a of a vegetable uh episode. I was say you gotta eat your vegetables to get to that uh meat and dessert, but We'll uh, get there. But hey, make sure you get there with us. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, any last shout outs from uh, Fortress Inquisitorious? Boys, by the way, Fortress Inquisitorious is basically like Bantanamo Bay. You have no rights there. Hmm.
2: That's a scary place. Don't, don't 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 want to get caught there. Not we not want a vacation there. No.
0: But hey, make sure you get caught with us. Make sure you stay up to date with everything we got going on. It's not about last week's uh dinner plans it's not about next weekend's uh trip to some gorge it's about next
2: next week's weeks.
0: episode i'm assuming it like already went
1: i think we're still